0: Praise God, praise God, praise God. Never, folks, that is not ever going to happen. Praise God. God is never going to let you down in Jesus' name. That's why you can go to Him with very sincere confidence. Praise God. Listen, God is obligated. He doesn't get obligated in a whole lot, but one of the things that God is obligated to is to confirm His word with signs following. And so what does the Bible say? You shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. The Bible says that we can call upon the name of the Lord and He will hear. Come on, let's take just maybe a minute or so. Lift up your hands right now. If you need healing right now, if you need a touch from God, I'm here to tell you it is here in the name of Jesus. Whatever needs to happen, God not only will forgive us, He will His goodness. Come on, the goodness of the Lord leads us into repentance. It gets us to a place where we can change where we can do the things that he wants us to do in Jesus name touch Lord God strengthen let everyone hear Lord God touch and be fit, and just know that this is the will of the father in Jesus name God I thank you for this I give you the praise and the glory for this in Jesus name there's nobody like you Lord God nobody like you oh hallelujah oh hallelujah come on he is so good come on let's give him praise and glory for his goodness So good to us in Jesus name. Are you going to take your class out? We're going to go ahead and let the, the young adults, the, the, um, the youth, we'll let them go ahead and be dismissed. We appreciate them. Praise God. This is an honor to have them with us today in Jesus name and the rest of you can be seated. Amen. Praise God. Such a beautiful day and such a, just a wonderful spirit of the Lord. That is in this place in Jesus name praise God and there is no doubt God is good. Can somebody say Amen? Amen. Praise God. I you must pardon me for just a second. I when I walked into the sanctuary at first. I was having kind of a flashback (laughs) You know, I was ready to see Garrett Jerry Garcia or somebody and and I hope none of you know what I'm talking about Okay, but uh, I It was just something. I couldn't help it. There are some things I've tried to get out of my memory, but they just, you know, sometimes they come right back. Oh, you got the tie-dye crew here, and I love it. I love it. I love it. I do. I'm not making fun of you. I'm just having a good time with it. I just It just is really something. I'm going to do that. I'm going to have to tie-dye one of my shirts and stuff like that and get involved. Oh, you're having a tie-dye party, huh? I don't know if I'm ready for that yet or not, but I, I just think that is so cool. And it is just so good to be in the house of God. I'm telling you, folks, this is a great place because of Jesus. And I'm glad that you were here today. There's no question about it. What is today? Yeah, 4th of July. Um, that, is, that goes without saying. And, of course, this year the holiday lands on a Sunday, and one of the thoughts that, you know, we have sometimes is, well, maybe we should just not have services and, and celebrate the Fourth. I, I have and will always have a hard time with that. And no offense, um, I know we got folks that are not here today and they're on vacation. And God bless you, I am not here to say that you shouldn't take a vacation. But I have a hard time doing that on Sundays. And um, I know that's a little bit of tradition, but I just believe in meeting together. Fail not to assemble yourself, as the manner of some is, especially as you see the day approaching. And that's what we try to do. And I, I didn't want to you know, um, come up here today without mentioning that this is the 4th of July. And I'm, I'm glad for it. I'm glad to be an American. I really am. Um, um, I'm glad that I'm a Christian first. And that is no pun intended. Uh, our country is going through a lot of different times and that type of thing. But I don't know if you're aware of this. Um, but the, um, the revolt that actually brought about, you know, the, the, the writing of the Declaration of Independence actually took place in, in um, um, oh, actually almost 20 years before it actually, or actually 10 years before it did. And what it had to do with was taxing, you know. you got to understand the British who were, um, you know, who had uh, felt like they occupied the land over here, they had spent so much money on war. And boy, that's, you can preach that. There's just a lot of money that's spent on war. And they were actually, prior to this, they were fighting the, um, the, the French. The French and the English were at war. And it basically impoverished both nations. It really did. It took years for them to recover. And that's usually the case. And a lot of times, the case is they're never going to recover, you know, what they all have. And I, again, I don't want you to think I'm against war. I understand that there's times when people need to make a stand. And, and obviously, the Declaration of Independence is part of that history. But you've got to understand, the British started imposing taxes. I think the first tax that they imposed was in 1765, and it was called the Stamp Act. And basically, what they were going to do was they were going to tax everything that they sent over here for the colonies. And I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but this is what happens to a lot of that kind of stuff. Do you realize that not one dime of those taxes were ever, were ever um, recovered? Nobody paid them. Nobody paid them. And so then they, it just kind of got further and further and further, and it began to escalate. There was a time, um, I think they called it the Boston Massacre where there was some British soldiers that were there, and, and basically the animosity between the colony, the, the people who lived in the colony and the British were just, it was beginning to escalate, it just was. And at that time, um, and, and historians really are not quite sure whose fault it was, but basically they incited the British soldiers, and they shot upon the crowd, and three people ended up losing their lives. And, of course, this further escalated things, and then more taxes were put onto the situation, and, and, and sooner, you know, rather than later, people get tired of that. And we hear some of that even in our own country today, and I don't want to sound anti-American today. I'm certainly not here to say that I have all of the answers to the democracy. Well, actually, I do. His name is Jesus. He is the only answer, folks. He really is. But that doesn't mean that other things can't, you know, can't happen and that type of thing. And I understand taxes, are a, that's a live grenade, folks. You start talking about taxes, people can come out of the woodwork and that type of thing. And, and that's basically what, what it was. And finally, I think the straw that broke the camel's back was that the British began to attack the ports. And that's what really began to put America, or the colony, the colonists, I guess, of what you could say, at bay. They had to do something, and this is what it is. I, I, I got this online, and I don't know if, you, if you're aware of this or not, but it was a, um, it was a unanimous uh, declaration of the 13 United States of America. When in the course of human events, uh, this is the document that they had. It says it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another. And it says, And to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and the equal station to which the laws of nature and the nature God entitled them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Now, I understand we don't talk like this anymore. That's old English. But that was the first column of the Declaration of the Independence. And then they made the statement. They said, they said, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. I looked up the word unalienable, and the word inalienable and unalienable are the same meaning. And literally, I wrote that down. What uh, word did I write that down I did write it down somewhere in these pieces of paper. I wrote what that that literally means, and I guess I don't have it here. Huh, but it really means is that they can't take them back. Once they give them, they can't take them back. That's really what it means. I wish, what what did I do with that? Well, maybe I'll find it later on. But that's what we have in the Lord. You must understand, we have certain unalienable rights. I don't know if you're aware of that. Now here, I'm not here to solve all America's problems today because I, was in, I spent more time on this subject than I thought I was going to. But I did want to mention that I appreciate the document. I appreciate what it really means. And also, I really appreciate what it means to me as a spiritual householder of the King of Kings. Amen. That God has given us certain rights that I want you to understand here this morning, praise God. He's not going to take back. He's not. You're not, you and I aren't going to get to heaven and say, God, you, you took back what you promised us. That's not going to happen. Now, if you choose to lay those things down, that's up to you. And in, in our land, especially when we've got a lot of the things going on the way we do, a lot of people are. Listen to me. A, 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 a tremendous declaration that God makes through the apostle Peter is found in one of his epistles when he says that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. Listen to me, folks. That's God. That's a declaration that God has made to this world. Another tremendous declaration that God makes to us, it is one very popular in the third chapter of the book of John, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son That whosoever believeth in him should not perish. That doesn't mean they're not. It just means that they shouldn't. But have eternal life. These are unalienable rights, folks. This is what Jesus Christ went to the cross to assure us of. And I don't care how many devils, you know, come out of hell and say that you're not worthy and you're not, you know, you shouldn't have, them. that doesn't make any difference. They're your unalienable rights. God is not going to take these things away from you. And this beautiful day, you know, summer day, uh, July the fourth, praise God, that we that we celebrate this Declaration of Independence. I believe it's a day that the church needs to just really, really, really celebrate the freedoms, praise God, that they have in the Lord. Isn't the song that we sing? You know, I am free to run, I am free to run, I am free to dance. I am free to dance. I am free to live for you. I am free to live for you. I am free. Come on, why don't we declare something here today? Come on, amen. I am free to run. I am free to run. Oh, I am free to dance. I am free to dance. I am free to live for you. I am free to live for you. Yes, I am free. Unalienable rights, folks. Unalienable rights. One more time. I am free to run. Oh, I am free to run. Oh, I am free to dance. I am free to dance. I am free to live for you. I am free to live for you. I am free. Come on, let's thank the Lord. the name of the Lord, in Jesus' name. Praise God. You may be seated. I have a copy of the Declaration of Independence up here if you'd like to look at it. It's an interesting document. You know, I think it was Thomas Jefferson that was really the architect of it, but there was a committee that got together that actually formed this document, and I think it was John Adams, which was a member of that committee, and he, uh, of course, the, the Congress, the Continental Congress, had adopted this on July the 2nd. Amen. And he wrote a letter, there's a letter that's published out there somewhere that he wrote to his wife Abigail and he declared that that was the day of independence. In fact, history tells us that John Adams, this is how cantankerous people can get sometimes, but John Adams would never accept uh, uh, an invitation to speak on the 4th of July. He never did. You can study it for yourself. He never did because he said that it was the 2nd of July was the day of independence. Well, I'm not here to split horns, or or to split hairs horns, I'm not here to split horns either. But the idea of it is, I don't know when your day of of Declaration of Independence was. I can remember an October afternoon at one o'clock, praise God, when I went down in the water in the name of Jesus Christ, it was just me and Pastor Dix there, I came up out of that water and I was free. I was free from sin, praise God, that I had, that I had, Uh, done in Jesus name And so there may be many days, there may be many days that you can declare your independence. One of them is, listen to me, folks, we all have a past. I don't care who you are. Amen. You come to the Lord, praise God, and I'm not here to compare your past to mine or am I to to challenge you. I'm just saying, praise God, there's only one way that you get free from that past, and his name is Jesus. When you go down in the water in Jesus' name, I'm here to tell you, you are free to run. You are you are free to dance. You are free to live for him the way he wants you to live. Come on, I'm telling you right now, this is the truth, praise God. This is why the day of the Declaration of Independence means a whole lot more to me than it ever did in Jesus' name. I don't know how it worked in your world, and I don't like to mention my past a lot, but I remember before I came to the Lord, years before I came to the Lord, I just lived for the holidays so we could get drunk, so we could have a day off of work, so that we could, you know, do things, and it was all consumed upon myself. But I got filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost in October, praise God. And I'll never forget, starting then, these holidays, the first holiday that I went into was Thanksgiving. And then we went into Christmas. And I'll never forget how significant these holidays and what they meant for me because of the freedoms that Jesus Christ has done for me. Come on, can somebody identify with that in the name of Jesus? I'm telling you, if anybody really has a right to to celebrate, it is the children of the King who have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Come on, they're your unalienable rights. Come on, they're rights that God is not going to take back. Amen. Now, if you choose not to exercise those rights, that's up to you. You can do whatever you want. God is not going to make you do this. But I'm here to declare on this Fourth of July in 2021, praise God, that we are free, praise God. The Lord has made us free, and that is indeed, praise God, in Jesus' name. Let me show you something here in Scripture. Turn. I'm going to have um, have you turn, or she'll put it on the screen. The eighth chapter of the book of John. The eighth chapter of the book of John, and the Gospel of John, of course, is a very unique gospel. It really, really goes into to some of the things that Jesus did and said that none of the other gospels, for whatever reason, don't. And in the eighth chapter, of course, Jesus is, is going back and forth with the Pharisees. And you gotta understand, they were the group that was that was that would that would argue with Jesus. That's just what they would do. And that's why I don't want to be a part of that. I'm not saying that I never get involved in an argument, but I'm gonna tell you something. There are some things that we just got to quit arguing about about. The Bible says without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. And then it goes on and it displays what God did. He came down here and that type of thing. The word controversy there means without argument. You and I shouldn't argue about the freedoms of the Lord. We should just accept them and we should live in them, praise God. We should do what God wants us to do in Jesus' name. Praise God. But in the 8th chapter of the Gospel of John, the Bible says in verse number 30, Jesus is gaining some popularity at this time and it's really really ticking off the Pharisees because their job or their goal was to diminish him and they tried to do that through you know through all kinds of means in Jesus name they just have people have always tried to do that if they don't like what somebody's proclaiming they're going to tear it down and I'm not here to be critical I'm just saying listen there's people out there that do not like Christianity Amen. And they can pick on me all they want. You're going to find flaws. You're going to find somebody who at times is inconsistent. I'm not here to brag about that. I'm just telling you who I am. But I know the one who is consistent. I know the one who never made one mistake in his life. I know one who died on the cross and he shed his blood so that you and I could have the freedoms that we have today in the name of Jesus. His name is Jesus. Come on. Can you lift up your hands right now and And can you thank Jesus for what he's done? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah Jesus. And I don't diminish the, 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 the freedoms that we have in this country one iota, but I'm here to tell you, amen, it's Jesus Christ that made me a better American. Come on, it's Jesus Christ that made me a better American. And I'm not bragging. I'm just saying he's the one that does it. And that's why this country can claim some type of greatness is because of its confidence in God, in Jesus' name. And history is full of things. George Washington spending nights in prayer. Abraham Lincoln spending hours in prayer. I don't know if this is true, but that's what some of the history books tell me. I hope it's true because that's the kind of legacy that we need. Oh, hallelujah. And so God wants to bring that type of freedom back into your life. That doesn't mean that you should do whatever you want. That means out of gratitude, something ought to to come out of your belly. We talked about that last week, about rivers of living water. And one of the living waters that need to come out of our innermost beings is a gratitude and a thankfulness for what God has done. This is what this nation needs to see. They need to see people praise God. That Yes, we want to solve problems, but we want to give God the praise and the glory because we are free to worship the way He wants us too. The scripture says in verse number 30 in John 8 it says and as he spake these words many believed on him. He was talking about who he was and what he came to do. And then it says then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him if you it says if you continue, and that word if is a conditional word. If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. Amen. I believe in giving lip service to the Lord. But listen to me, folks. I want my deeds to be full of the things of God. That's the deal. And it's not that I'm working my way to heaven. I am just free to live for Him. I am free to do What he wants me to do, whenever and however in Jesus' name. And that's really one of the definitions of freedom in Jesus' name. And that's what God gives us. That's the unalienable right that God extends to you. Even though you and I were born into a very, very imperfect world, even though we have hardships that begin very soon after we're born, God has given us the right, praise God, to and the ability to choose and to live freedom, praise God, in the spiritual sense. That's the thing that was broken off. That was the communication that was broken off between Adam and God is the spiritual connection. But we understand that God spent an entire, you know, um, testament showing us how he was going to do this through blood sacrifices and through obedience and all that type of business. And then when the perfect time came in God's mind, Jesus Christ was born on this world. Praise God. He was born the same way you and I were born. And he lived a life that you and I, obscurity is really what it was. We don't really know that much about him, but we do know that one day he put that carpenter's hammer down or whatever he was working with. And he went out and affected a world like nobody ever has. Praise God in the name of Jesus. And that's the freedom that God has given us through Jesus Christ. He broke those chains. There is power in the name of Jesus. Listen to me, folks. That I'm telling you right now, I'm not trying to spread a bunch of cliches out. I'm trying to help you to understand on this Independence Day, yeah. you really are free. Come on. You are free to live. You're free to do what God wants you to do in Jesus' name. You know, the Bible describes us in an old English way also in the book of James when it says that you and I are under the perfect law of Liberty. What does that mean? That means that you and I have the right and we have the privilege to choose. Now, I understand there are countries out there that are trying to suppress this message, but they can't do it. They can't do it because the human will is more powerful than that. In Jesus' name. And that's why Jesus said, he said, if you'll continue in my word, you're going to know the truth, praise God, and the truth shall make you free. Do you see that? That's your unalienable right, that God brought truth into this world, praise God. And it's your ability to be able to choose that. In Jesus' name, praise God. I am so thankful, praise God, that you and I have spiritual freedom. You and I have spiritual freedom. Praise God. Amen. Listen to this. Brother Bernard wrote this years ago about our Independence Day, and I thought I think it's worth mentioning. He said, Americans are fortunate to live in the freest country in history. Although our society is far from perfect, it still affords us great economical, political, and religious liberty. Can you say amen? I understand those things are under fire. I understand that there's people out there that are challenging these things. But for right now, you and I, we still have them. Nobody stopped you from coming into this church today, did they? Come on, nobody stopped you from grabbing your Bible and praying and doing the things that God wants you to do. I don't know if that's going to change someday. But I'm going to tell you something, even if our country decides to change the law for that, they're not going to stop this freedom. Amen. They're never going to be able to stop the people of God who know their freedom in God in the name of Jesus. Praise God. You know, he goes on to say, as a society, we must understand that true freedom begins with the liberty. Amen. The liberty to worship God according to the dictates of conscience. Amen. You must understand God will, he will talk to us that way. The conscience. I understand we're dealing with lots of people out there that consciences are being seared. But I believe that there's still a world, a vast majority of the world out there, that God can still reach them through the conscience. Amen. And I'm depending on that in Jesus' name. When freedom of worship is curtailed, then all other freedoms, including the freedoms of speech, assembly, and the press, come under attack. Think about that. This freedom is the major freedom and that is to worship our God now I understand when you when you declare those kind of freedoms you take a risk that people can do whatever they want and certainly we're living in a world that that's happening and this isn't the first time that's ever happened come on folks That's why I'm telling you, sometimes we spend way too much time trying to criticize the people who aren't doing it right. Why don't we, the people who know how to do it right, why don't we begin to accent that in our lives? Not in a braggadocious way, but in a way that we declare that every day I'm going to live free. I'm going to live according to the dictates of my conscience. I'm going to live the way God wants me to live in the name of Jesus. Can you lift up your hands right now? And can you ask the Lord to give you strength to do that in this? hour come on i believe he wants to do that i believe he wants to give you that kind of strength in jesus name oh hallelujah jesus hallelujah amen you must understand according to brother bernard once society minimizes the belief in god then it becomes easier to deny the reality of eternal moral law and inalienable human rights That's what happens as a byproduct of that. Amen. Freedom becomes relative and the government begins to decline or define what freedom it will allow. That's what's happening. We're not there yet, folks. We still have the ability to worship God the way we believe it should be. Here's where I wrote it down. Yeah, the same word, inalienable and unalienable. It's the same word, and it means unable to be taken away from or given away by the possessor. That's literally what that means. That means that God gave it, and he's not going to take it away. Praise God. You and I must understand that. Now, Jesus pointed out that we have freedom only to the extent that we know truth that's why it's important that we continue to declare the truth that you continue to live the truth because Jesus told those those people way 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 back then amen without internet without billboards, without any type of technology. He said it's the truth, it's the truth, it's the truth that will make you free. And I believe almost two, you know, 2,000 years later almost, it's still happening today where that word is being declared, where people are recognizing their inalienable rights and they're taking those rights, praise God. I'm here to tell you these things are still happening today in Jesus' name. Can you you say amen? Amen. Praise God. You must understand that's what Jesus declared in John chapter 8 verse number 32. Real freedom is not based on changing human opinions. Think about that. But on the absolutes of God's moral order. Now I understand that's a real real bad word about, you know, with some people. But you must understand you and I are always living under absolutes. What do you mean by that? Hey, it's been appointed unto man. Once to die, and then the judgment. You can say what you want, but that is an absolute. That's going to happen. I don't think we need it to bash people over the head with, but we need to be consciously aware of the fact that in the kingdom of God, there are absolutes. Amen. And you and I should not be afraid of those things. We should not, we should not fear them. God doesn't want to lock us in a cage someplace and never let us go. God wants us to live amongst people, people just like you and me. And he wants us to declare these freedoms. He wants us to live these freedoms. He wants us to begin to understand these freedoms. You know, one of the things that they declare in the Declaration of Independence is that we should have the ability to pursue things, you know, a good lifestyle, you know, um, you know and things like that. And then they say the pursuit of happiness, Well, I wish they would have put that we have the ability to pursue the joy of the Lord. Because there's a whole lot different between happiness, which is temporary. And I'm not against people getting happy. I don't think that's a bad thing. But you and I must understand that the joy of the Lord is a whole lot different than just a temporary happiness. That's the freedom that you and I have. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Now listen. It is not freedom to ignore truth, but to understand truth and to act accordingly. That's what freedom is. For instance, a person who drives off a cliff in defiance of the law of gravity is not free, but they're ignorant. Come on, and that ignorance destroys them. In this situation, freedom is the ability to know the truth about the law of gravity and to avoid the danger posed by the cliff. That's what God does for us, is he allows us to live in a very dangerous world. But he, through his truth, is going to warn us. That's why I'm telling you, doing the truth. That's what Jesus declared, by the way, in the third chapter of the book of John. He didn't say, just say the truth. He said, do the truth. Amen. This is what is the battle against evil. Amen. And this is why you and I, we can't lay claim to these things. We can't say this was our idea. The only thing we can lay claim to is this was my idea to do them. Amen. You and I didn't write the book. You and I didn't make it possible so you and I could could believe the book. The freedoms were brought about by Jesus Christ. And that's what it is. I'm just about done here. But freedom is the highest sense then... Freedom in the highest sense, then, is the knowledge of right from wrong, coupled with the ability to choose it. That's what it is. God's truth defines what is right and wrong. And then you and I have the freedom to choose that right. Now, it does not make us better than anybody else, but it certainly makes us more privileged. That's where you and I are living. That's what we have the privilege and the freedom to do. It means recognizing the benefits of right values and the devastating consequences of wrong values and having the courage and the strength to guide our lives, families, and communities according to that that truth. Spiritual freedom consists of deliverance from destructive patterns of thought and behavior and the fulfillment of God's will in our lives. That's what you and I have the freedom to do. That's why Brother Bernard years ago wrote a book on holiness. And I know holiness is a real taboo subject to some people, but it isn't to me. Holiness, in its simplest definition, is purity. And he wrote in his book, we need to learn how to pursue holiness. That's the thing that you and I have the right to do. Amen. And I'm not laying any claim to the abilities because the ability is the ability that God gives us through faith in him, in Jesus' name. Ending, governments can neither bestow nor take away this freedom. Now think about that, and that is not defiance against America. That is reality. For it must come from God. Jesus said, If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free Indeed, I heard this preached years ago at a camp meeting, and the guy used the word "indeed," and he mentioned the fact that that word, in one of its root meanings, means concerning everything. Concerning everything, you and I are free, indeed, and we live in a world that wants to bring excuses. Well, I can't do it because, or I can't do it because, not according to this. You are free, praise God, to pursue these things. And I would certainly advise you to do that in Jesus' name. The the believers in certain countries, you know, do not enjoy religious or political freedom as we do. Let's Let's just be real right now. But they do have that same spiritual freedom that you and I have. See, the baptism of the Holy Ghost knows no locked doors the baptism of the Holy Ghost knows no harsh, you know, countries that are gonna to try to suppress this. It doesn't. In fact, history tells us the harder countries, the devil, whatever the case is, come against the things of God, the greater they absolutely grow. That's why, in my opinion, one of the, one of the diseases that America has, and I'm not being critical, I'm just being observant, the one that I have to fight a lot, is not a government coming against me coming to church, but the lukewarmness that will try to settle in my heart in saying that I'm going to replace the things of God with other things. That's what's at work in our world, folks. And God wants to help you or remind you that you have the freedom. You have the freedom to say no you have the freedom to say yes, and you have the freedom to do what God wants you to do. Spiritual freedom is the work of the living Lord in a believer's life by the power of his spirit. Can somebody say amen? amen. Now the Lord is that spirit, the scripture tells us. And where the spirit of the Lord is, say it with me, there is liberty. That's the case, folks. You and I are liberated. Amen. Amen. And so regardless of political or economic circumstances, we can enjoy the highest freedom when we are filled with God's Spirit and live by His liberating power every day. That's what this day should, in my opinion, represent to us Christians. Yes, I thank God for the Declaration of Independence. I thank God for every soldier. We've got some here in this place, people who have gone to war. That's why I'm not here to judge that. I have no idea what that's like, and I'm certainly not going to form an opinion where I have not walked. But the bottom line is, folks, there's a spiritual battle that's going on. It was back there in that prayer room again this morning. It was here when I arrived early this morning and started walking around this place. And I'm not trying to bring any attention to myself. I'm just trying to help, to help you to understand I chose years ago to enlist in that army. I chose years ago praise God that it might be uncomfortable. It might it might, you know, be against some of the things that other people are saying, but I have the freedom praise God to do what God wants me to do, when he wants me to do it and how he wants me to do it. That's why today as we declare again the you know, the Declaration of Independence, don't forget praise God. Amen. That it's just in my opinion, that's they got these things from God in Jesus' name. And I am so thankful, praise God, for what God does and how He does it in Jesus' name. Can we stand here today? We're going to be singing another chorus here, too, uh, before we're, we're done here. But I would appreciate this morning if we would take our liberty and our freedom to pray to our almighty God in Jesus' name. Bible says, and never forget this, if my people that are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face. He said I, he would hear from heaven and he would heal. And he would forgive. And I'm telling you, folks, the freedom to do that is in this place right here. Come on, let's express that. Let's be open about it. Let's be unashamed about the freedoms that God gives us in the name of Jesus. We are free, folks. Come on, we are free. We are free to run. We're free, come on, to dance. We're free to live the way he wants us to live. You are. You, the he who the Son has set free, is free indeed. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Mm, Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus praise god i'm telling you folks we are free in jesus name praise god